Oh, look at this shell, this large shell that I'm going to now put to my ear. Hello, and welcome to the shell. If you would like to find out your greatest desires, please press 1. Oh, okay. If you would like to... Oh. All right, press 1. You want to find your greatest desires. Yeah. To find your greatest desires, you need to first look inside yourself. And then look inside the shell. And tell the shell what your greatest desires are by using your mouth to make sounds. Mm-hmm. that will form words into the shell. And the shell is actually an ear that goes to the great beyond. Oh, my God. That will allow you to Representative! 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 Hello? Yes? Hi. Uh, I picked up this shell, and it was trying to give uh-huh. me the options, but it kept taking a really long time. Uh-huh. uh-huh. So what is Did this? you try hanging up and calling back again? No, I didn't. Should I do that? Well, can't well, you just I tell mean, me? Sir, what the op- I don't know what you want me to do. Can't you just tell me what the options are? You gotta go. You gotta talk to the shell. I mean, I, pre- I feel like it's pretty straightforward, sir. Yeah, but it was taking a really long time to. Okay, all right, all right. I'll hang up. I'll hang up. I'll hang up. All right. Thank you for calling the shell. All right. All right. Okay, let me put the shell down. Okay, I'm picking up the shell again. You have picked up the shell. If you would like to know your greatest desires, please press okay, one. one. Okay, one, yeah. You have selected your greatest desires. Okay. In order to select your greatest desires, you first need to look inside yourself. Got it, check. And then you need to talk to the shell. Okay. And share with the shell what your greatest desires are. All right. You do this by making mouth sounds that yeah. form into words. Okay, we get it. And these words... Okay. Representative, representative, representative. Hello. Yeah, hi. This just, is Carl. How can I help you? Hey, Carl. Listen, I just talked to somebody right there, and the, I'm tr- I picked up the shell on the beach. I don't know what it wants me to do. Uh huh. And uh, and and the last person told me to hang up. I did, and it just did the same thing. Can you just tell me what I'm supposed to do with the shell? Oh yeah, you just uh, you just tell the shell you like uh, what you want. You just like uh, if you like uh, want a million dollars, you just say I want a million dollars. Oh, so okay. If, uh, yeah, but uh, just be careful because uh, it's like one of those things where yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. You yeah. Okay, okay, I heard it all. All right, here we go. Yeah. I'm, I'm all right. I know what to do. Thank you for calling the shell. All right, thanks. All right, here we go. Pick up the shell. Here we go. Okay. Um, you have picked up the shell. Okay, one. I pressed one. Have- yep. You have selected. Okay, I press one again. All right, here we go. Here's what I am. Here's my greatest desire. I have a co-host named Lori Rockin' Kitty. Kitty on a podcast. She doesn't know this, but I have my deepest desire is I'm asleep in my apartment, and she comes in bottomless, and then straddles my face. And says, it's feeding time. Shut up! Welcome to Hello Ugly, the Dragula recap show for Season 4, Episode 5, titled Ghost Ship Glamour. 
My name's Joe Batanz, and I am joined, as always, by one ghoulish co-host. First, from the Buddy Podcast, please say hello, uglies. I'm sorry, hello, uglies, to the goddess of glitz, glamour, goth, gossip, and gore herself, Miss Lori Roggenkamp. Hello, how are you? I'm doing very well. It's, uh, I feel badly for you. You're being quite the sport today because you moved. And we're gonna I did. Hear, we're going to hear all about that move right now, but you actually had, because your internet's not going to be set up for another couple of days, uh, you, you went back to your old abode just to record. Well, actually, it's funny because the internet company, so we've actually had some really weird experiences. Uh, like moving spooky is, experiences? No, no. Just oh. like things that normal people you don't really hear about. Like, we ordered a couch... And we probably got like four, four or five calls saying can, we can deliver it earlier. Mm-hmm. Would you like it earlier? And so we we're like, oh, well, no, but thank you. Mm-hmm. And then with the internet, they've actually been really nice in like letting us know when they have cancellations. Yeah. So we potentially could have gotten it today, but Star couldn't get it. My girlfriend couldn't get off work. So she was like, and we're getting so the earliest now we we is tomorrow. We're getting internet. Oh, okay. So So, next week you'll be in a new place. Yeah. So next week it'll. So, but it's kind of funny because it's like they've been really great in calling us repeatedly Mm -hmm. and letting you know. Mm -hmm. And it's like you don't normally hear that about an internet company. doing that. Yeah. Who do you have? Wait, who? I love how right when you said that it, it, your aunt's internet company skyped you out. <laughs> Spectrum. I have <laughs> um, Frontier. Oh, interesting. Yeah, uh, I guess uh, the landlord was saying that they used to all have Spectrum, mm-hmm. but then he was saying that, and I couldn't really. He has like an accent. I couldn't really understand. What he was saying, but he, I guess he was saying that this uh, some guy in the building bought like a piracy box that like allows you to watch cable or m- shows for free. Okay. And because he bought that piracy box, for some reason Spectrum doesn't work when oh. he uses it. So now everybody in the building had to switch to Frontier because Spectrum doesn't work. So I was like, oh, okay. Mm, weird. So. Yeah, and uh, so was there, are there any funny stories about the move or like anything interesting happened while you were moving? Well, did your aunt cry when you said goodbye? When you're like, "All right, Kathy, I'm out." Were there any tears or was there any like? Well, the only thing she cried about was so I and I knew this was going to happen. I told Star, mm-hmm. I said that you know she's going to have problems with things throughout the move. Mm-hmm. So she called me on my way when I left the house. She called me on my way up to Santa Clarita, mm-hmm. crying because she was upset that the movers didn't put the bed against the curb; they put it against the tree. So that was the thing that and she, she was, was crying about. about. This, yes. So <laughs> that's what she was upset about. Um. So yeah, that's when I was like, "Oh, I'm so glad I'm, I moved out." But what's going to – now, when does the cat – because, you know, you're allergic to cats. So you've been getting shots and stuff like that. When does she make an appearance? Uh, in about a month. Oh, okay. And my doctor gave me some medication to start taking and then mm-hmm. also um, 
I'm going to start my shots up again. So. Have you and your girlfriend talked about the unfortunate incident? What if like it just doesn't get better and it's just unbearable? We have, but I mean, it just seems like it's one of those things where basically, basically Star's attitude is, well, Tigress would never survive without me, so we just have to put her down. <gasps> oh my god, that's a really rash. Yeah, <laughs> so... I, uh, so I'd, I'd basically be murdering a cat. Uh, don't you think, like, Tigress, wouldn't it be funny if Tigress could understand English but couldn't talk? And she's like, hold up, wait, bitch, hold up for a minute. Yeah, like, yeah. Wait a second. Yeah. I think I want to, I want to have a vote in this. Also, the funniest thing is that this is a feral cat that she domesticated. Mm-hmm. So it's like she was surviving without you mm-hmm. before, you know, beforehand. Mm hmm. But I guess she's just too domesticated now. So, you know what, what's funny is, and look, I know my boyfriend. My boyfriend loves this show. My boyfriend loves this show. Listens to the show. In fact, was uh, nagging me a little bit because I hadn't put last week's show in uh, his little file yet, right? And even though he can listen for free publicly, I don't know why he has to have it special for me. Okay. Uh huh. And um. So I know that what I'm going to say might cause some disruption in the household, in my household, right? But, you know... But you don't live with your boyfriend. I don't live you with him. No, no, I'm just You couldn't that. be further apart. Yeah, yeah. We couldn't be further apart. But, um... Because he, he's in another state. Yeah. And you guys have zero interest in moving in together. No, I, I no, no, no. We've been talking seriously about that. Really? Yeah, about me moving to Seattle. What? Really? Mm-hmm. Aww. Well, I want to get as far away from you as possible. <laughs> but anyway, he was like, uh, uh, you know, I've, I've known him for a long time. He's all like, but after our big romantic getaway, he's like, I think I want kids. And I didn't, say, I didn't have the ball to say anything on the phone, but I'm like, oh, I don't want kids. Yeah. I, I don't, well, I, I'm mean... not even sure I want a pet. I, you know, at your age, you'd be what eighty when they turn ten. <laughs> yeah. So I know you're right. That's exactly it. I'll be have a kid. I mean, it's too late. Can't get pregnant. You I'm already just... going through menopause. Yeah. Well, uh, uh, I really want a baby. Mm-hmm. Star has always been like, I don't really want a baby, but if you get, you can have a baby, but you have to, you have to take care of it. Like, That's oh not gosh. how babies work. Yeah. Yeah, she wants to adopt like an older girl, right? Like an older black she would girl. Let, if or she, like that. she could get like a sixteen-year-old, she'd be happy. Yeah. Why? Because she could have conversations with it. With it. The, yeah. With, yeah. With the it. With but um. Cut to your no, yeah. to that. You're allergic to sixteen-year-olds as well. Yeah. Well, because they're covered in fur. Um. No. So yeah, I mean, it, it was fine. Actually, the movers were like really quick. We, they were in and out. Um, the only, I would say the only like funny thing was, so one of the main reasons why we got movers was because we didn't, my aunt was like, I don't want anyone to get injured. She was so worried about one of us getting injured. Yeah. And I was like, we're not going to get injured. And then my dad, so my, my girlfriend star has this bookshelf that she loves that I think is, it's horrible. It's Mm -hmm. too big. Yeah. So I was like, we're not taking the bookshelf with us. Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, I'll leave it at my parents' house. 
but I don't want to get rid of it. And so she goes, I'll put it in storage. Okay. Or I'll take it out of storage and I'll put it at my parents' house. Mm-hmm. So my dad and Star stepdad came to get the bookshelf and mm-hmm. my dad like almost immediately injures himself. <laughs> oh my god, is he okay? He's fine. He just fell down. Fell down? Yeah. He and was he- like walking and he couldn't he like there was like a, a a step that was a little high and he like tripped over the step and just fell. Now here's the question everybody has on their mind. Okay, you ready for this? Yes. Have you guys christened the apartment yet? Yes. <gasps> oh, wow. More, more than once? Yes. Oh. Wow. You mean by well, you mean by the eating in the apartment, right? That's yeah, what you mean I do by? mean by eating in the apartment. <laughs> yeah, I sure do mean eating. <laughs> Munching on some carpet. Oh no! Then no. Oh really? No. Yeah. What? What is wrong with you, lesbians? <laughs> We've been busy. Busy with. We're what? both exhausted people. Are you going back tonight? Yeah. Um. I uh, I get I get because like there's no place. My I got rid of my bed and everything. So, there's so what like is no your aunt using your bedroom for now? She hasn't decided yet. She thinks she's going to make it into a gift wrapping room. Gift wrap? Who's what gifts is she giving for Christmas? Oh, okay. And like birthdays and stuff. She does. She makes like her own cards and she does like gift wrap stuff. So all right. Well, there you go. All right, for this week's cold open, the Boulets return to the beach and drag someone for filth. For the main challenge, the monsters have to design a glamorous nautical look and lip sync to the Boulet Brothers song, Wicked Love. J. Joe Lee finds the key that allows her the opportunity to send someone to the extermination challenge, and she chooses Bitter Betty. Sigourney Beaver is named the winner of the challenge, while Hoso and La Zavaleta join Bitter Betty in the extermination challenge. After all was said and done, Bitter Betty was dragged into the ocean by the Boulets, leaving six queens in the competition. Lori Rockenkamp. Lori and K. Rockenkamp. Why don't you go ahead and name two things liked about the episode and one thing you did not. I liked the challenge overall. I mm-hmm. thought the song was really fun. Mm-hmm. Um... I liked the, uh, I, I would say, hmm, I would split it in two because I liked the challenge and I liked the, uh, the song Mm -hmm. overall. I would say my note overall is that this episode was a little bit down for me from last episode. Okay. Only because I think also energy wise, it was a lot less, you know, like the last episode was more punk rock, high energy, this one was more like it's a it was a ghost ship, you know, so it's going to mm-hmm. be low energy to begin with. Yeah. But like I just was a little confused on some points and I felt like other people were confused. I didn't really like the um the key thing simply because I felt like it wasn't I don't think they kind of made some inferences at the end that I felt like they didn't understand what it was about. Mhm. Um and I I didn't like the beginning and the end. I didn't like the deaths. I thought those were yeah. I mean, uh, look, we're coming from Coco's again. Coco's I felt like best of the series. One of the most iconic deaths. 
mm-hmm. coolest looking. And I feel like it's like, you know, each death after that has gotten a little more lazy and, and not as magnificent, in yeah. my opinion. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, why overall, can't be, uh, yeah. why can't they be like us where the openings are just always super stellar and flawless? <laughs> yeah. And, and, I, you know, I, I will say I still like the episode. I mean, this season overall, I would say, has been a really stellar season. Mm-hmm. This is, to me, this would be like, if this was like in another season, if this was in the first season, this would have been the best episode of the first season. Okay. All right. I'll, I'll take it. Um, for me, two things. That, look, obviously, even though there, there are some uh, caveats with what I'm going to say, I always love uh, a reality show that has a good fight. Okay. So I obviously liked that about the episode. However, I guess I'll go to the thing I didn't like. I didn't like the fight. So I both liked it and didn't like it. I have conflicted on it. Yeah, I have some thoughts on that too. The other thing I I liked was, um, you know, I actually really liked a lot of the looks. Yes. Um, Even Hoso's, which I feel is the weakest look. Was still ultimately good, just not right for the channel. I don't even know if it was good. Actually, don't don't quote me on that. Okay, I'll tell you another thing I liked. Uh, Hodor, when he's sitting there uh, with the boules, he's so big. They look like munchkins. They look like munchkins sitting next to him. Like they were from Oz. They're everywhere because yeah. he's just so giant that the perspective was that of like uh, like they were from Oz all of a sudden just sitting next and, to him. And it actually works out because Hoso was like a drunk munchkin. So look like a... Like she was. Hoso looked like Hoso looked like one of the munchkins had sex with one of the flying monkeys, and yeah. that would be the result. Hoso looked like a munchkin had sex with uh, uh had a threesome with a, a flying monkey and the um, mentally challenged girl in American Horror Story. Yeah, and then <laughs> that was what birthed was what, what was birthed. Yeah, that yeah. was a weird. I'm a big. We'll get fan, into that. But yeah, but I'm not, that wasn't my favorite outfit. All right, let's move on. A sad and lonely man walks along the beach, contemplating drowning himself in the ocean. Before walking into the waves, he finds a magical shell that promises him eternal happiness if he's willing to never return from wherever the shell takes him. Oh, is that what that is that what this was about? He agrees yeah. and lays down at the water's edge. The boules walk out of the ocean, grab him by the ankles, and drag him beneath the surface. I didn't get what was going on. Thank you to producer Zach Birch for interpreting that. Um, you took away. You took that away from it too. So yeah. So the the conch shell said, "If we will give you eternal happiness, but you can never come back from." You know. So essentially, they like go. I I took it like they go into the conch shell. Oh, interesting. And then the boulets drag his body into the ocean. All yeah. Right. Very, very, very interesting. Uh, all right. So what did you think of this cold open? You already said that you didn't like it. Um, I just think it was kind of eh. Like, first off, uh, okay. So we can get into the nitpicky of it where it's like that old film kind of effect. Yeah. Which they've which used already. I, yeah, which people have used, which is fine, but I feel like when you use that, I think people use it to make it, like, old-timey, but then you also are showing it, like, oh, this is a film, mm-hmm. right? So this is something that was filmed mm-hmm. a while ago. 
for what purpose? Like, why was it filmed? What was like, at least when they used it before, it was like an instructional thing. It was like showing a hall, you know, a holiday or showing something yeah. interesting. This one was just like a sad man walks along the beach. Also, he's looking for happiness from shore, from all beaches to, and shorelines or something. It's like, why would you go to the one place where you probably wouldn't find like well, my- happiness? My whole thing is, if I picked up a shell and started talking to me, why would I believe it? Or even go like, yeah. I would not go like, what the fuck, shell talking? What? Yeah. And like, not to be like too, I don't know, I don't know what the word is, but he already was kind of contemplating killing himself. So why? Yeah. What was the point of killing him? You know, it was just like, just let him. Well, yeah, ultimately, the, the, there were no stakes, because he was going to kill himself anyway. Yeah. Like, he had nothing to lose. They said, like, oh, no, we're going to give you internal happiness. You can never come back. Well, yeah, I was going to was gonna kill myself anyway, so. Yeah. There are no stakes. Yeah. And then it's like, you've got to whisper into the shell, but we're not going to tell you what, the sh- what, what they say or, yeah. you know, your darkest desires or anything. And then they just kind of come out of the ocean and pull them into the ocean. And it's just like, okay, I mean... It just didn't seem like there was any... I, I was like, why do I care about this? Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, it looked great. Yeah, it looked it just, It just didn't... I didn't feel like I was like, why should I care? Yeah. So. All right. After Mary's elimination, Zava, Hoso, Saint, and Dali enter the boudoir. Fangoria magazine paraphernalia strewn across the table... Uh, when they walk in, Jay Jolie uh, fills in the monsters on the extermination challenge. Betty and Sigourney both return to the competition. Meanwhile, Jade and Betty snipe back and forth. Your thoughts on all things that happened in this uh, scene, Laurie? Um, I mean, I kind of was like, <laughs> I thought that the whole. So I this is gonna go to a longer thing, which I don't I don't understand the J. Jolie Bitter Betty feud. I have thoughts on that, yeah. Um I don't feel like it's real. Uh-huh. And I feel like they told the them to get in a fight, and this is them pretending to be in a fight. Mm-hmm. Um and we'll get to this later, but then Bitter Betty, like Essentially says that whatever J. Jolie says about her is true. So then it's like, well, why are you upset by that? I have I, a lot of these notes you're saying I have as well. Uh huh. Um, I think you're jumping ahead a little bit, but yeah. But that's, I mean, that's a crux. But so anyway, so I just don't, I, but I don't get the feet. I don't get why they're upset with each other. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I kind of felt like it was. So let's take it bit, point by point. Ridiculous. Let's take it bit by bit here. First of all, let's talk about the Fangoria magazine and the paraphernalia and the merch and all that on the table. It's weird that they chose to do this weird plug a week after doing another magazine. So last yeah. week they did Heavy Metal, and then this week now it's Fangoria. And what's funny is, and I'm, I'm very curious about this, last week they I will say they did a good job of like sort of incorporating heavy metal in a sort of organic way in that like your prize is you're gonna be involved in an issue of heavy metal with Fangoria it seemed like they were like oh yeah here it is there's gonna be a judge from Fangoria the end right and the Queen's talking about Fangoria magazine did you get the impression that any of them have ever read Fangoria magazine 
Um, no. I Well, first off, it seemed like they were trying to be, like, super excited about Fangoria magazine. But then they were like, yeah, I've read an article. Like, yeah. <laughs> Oh, my God. Like, this is the Bible. It is? Yeah. yeah. Name, name what things that you read in there. You know, they have all kind of things, like fangs and um, gore. And, Sounds uh, like you're a fan. Yeah, I'm a real big fan. This is the Bible. This is it, the Bible. Oh, great. Um, now, another thing is when Jade comes in and she talks about the extermination challenge that they just went through, I got a little peeved. I'll tell you why. Uh-huh. When she's describing it and they show the clips, I'm like, that is way better than what they showed us. Yeah. Which is, they had a, they said who they buzzed and who they electrocuted and why. We didn't see any of that. We didn't see any of that. We saw, we saw probably what felt to me, what felt like 20 or 30 seconds of Mary Cherry looking confused. Yeah. And we find out that Mary Cherry wasn't electrocuted at all, which again now raises the question, what is the point of these extermination challenges? They, they seem to have no bearing on the results whatsoever. No. Have absolutely no bearing. Also, like, what, what, how big, I would love to know how much they were electrocuted, you know, like they kind of, I feel like they overstate it because it's like, okay, if it was a lot, then it was a lot. But it's like the way that they were acting, reacting, it was just like, it felt fake. Mm-hmm. Um, well, because I don't think they really yeah. get electrocuted. I think they're getting buzzed. Like you're doing like a hand buzzer. Like that doesn't really Oh, happen. okay. I don't think there was any real electrocution. Um, I do love at a certain point they were talking about whether Mary or Sigourney and they're like, what would you do if like, um, Mary walked in and then Dali makes a joke and goes, it would be shocking. And Hosa just did not get the joke at all. And she's like, it would be shocking. Let me tell you why. Blah, 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 blah. Like, oh, poor Hoso. Not getting the joke. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, I, yeah, I also kind of felt like La Zavaleta was being a little annoying in that scene. Mm-hmm. Because, and I'll, because, okay. So she was sort of playing both ends. Yeah. Well, she where she was does. like, she was agreeing with people who were saying that Sigourney should, should uh, come back or sh- that Mary Cherry should go home. But then she would get frustrated with people who said that she, that Sigourney should be coming back. Like, it was like, you can't have it both ways. You can't agree that Mary Cherry should go home, but then get upset with people who say they hope Sigourney comes back. But I feel even in this episode, Zava goes back and forth on both sides constantly. I feel that's a constant oh, yeah. thing with her. I, I feel she's always doing that. And so that is not unusual for me. Uh, okay. From what I've seen, at least. Um, now, moving on, you know, Sigourney and um, Betty come. Well, no, first then Betty comes in. Right, and she starts talking, and they're making the case about whether it's going to be Mary or Sigourney, and then they go, "Well, Betty, because Betty thinks it should be Mary that comes back and not Sigourney." I feel that the judges tell the the producers tell them you have to make a case for this because they're like, "Well, why do you think that Sigourney should go home?" And she's like, "Well, I think Sigourney should go home because she had the privilege of being the first woman to." be the leader of a drag competition group and she fucked it up and i'm also but yeah and then but then to that point uh it's like if that's the case um 
why didn't you vote Sigourney out when you had the chance? When they yeah. asked, when they went down the line and said, who do you think should go home? You mm-hmm. said Mary Cherry. Yeah. So you can't just backtrack and say that you think that, you know, you can't do Donald Trump rules and be like, oh, the leader should go home because the leader is the, the head of the, the team. You know, it's like if you're going to if you voted for somebody, you got to stick by your vote. Well, that's why I think it seems sort of producer driven that they all kind of agree. Because even Betty seemed like she was making it up on the spot. Like, I think that she was the leader. Like, in other words, she, she didn't know. I think I feel like she was just told. That, and that's why going, yeah. with, going with you, a lot of this felt very fake. So let's talk about the little sniping back and forth. So for a large part of the episode, I always thought it was fake. Right. Well, real quickly, I yeah. also like to point out that when I say Donald Trump, I mean Donald Trump, the the executive producer and host of uh, of the reality show, not what Donald else Trump, would the you president. Mean? Oh, was he president? Yeah. Oh. Um. Going back to J. Joe Lee, is the entire time I watched the episode the first time, I'm all this is so 100 percent fake. But I thought they were colluding with each other. Okay. And that's what I thought Jade was not going to put her up for elimination, and this was going to be the whole thing. They both kind of worked together to get more screen time. Okay. Oh, really? See, I knew that Jade was going to put her up for elimination. Oh. I was like, as soon as he, she got that, I said, well, here's what I thought was going to happen. I mm-hmm. thought Jade was going to put her up for elimination, and then she was going to get put in, up for elimination. Oh, I see. Yeah, no. Um, it, on Drag Race, that would have been the case, but not here. But then, so when I when obviously she Jade put her up for elimination – I was like, okay, then here's what it is. I feel that this is fake, but it's all Jade poking the bear because Jade realized she's getting lost in the story. Yes. And so she needs to pick a fight to be relevant in the show and for them to keep her. So she... I think that's for both of them, though. I think Better Betty is realizing that she's, you know... She's playing the reality show. She's not playing the the competition because she knows that she can't she can't win in the competition. Perhaps, but uh, then it, it didn't it didn't do her any good. But uh, but I think with Jay Jolie, I think she because she was being lost in the story. I think she realized it, and she found this was a way for her to because she was doing this one eighty from this is closer to the Jay Jolie season five that we knew, right? Yeah, And so uh, I think she let that out, whether it's because that's who she really is. She's that bitch we always knew she was, you know? Um, But uh, yeah, that's what we're going to do. So why don't we do this, Lori? Why don't we take a break right here, okay? And when we come back, we will continue with the rest of the episode. stage the contestants learn about this week's main challenge ghost ship glamour each queen will create an original look based on a glamorous ghost ship theme additionally the coat the contestants need to perform a lip sync to the boulet's new song wicked love this week there's also a fright feat a key is hidden in the boudoir and whoever finds it will be able to either save themselves or put someone up for extermination 
let's move on. In the boudoir, the monsters search high and low, but ultimately Jade Jolie finds a hidden key. Jade puts on the seance that doubles as a reading challenge. Laurie, your thoughts on all things main challenge, boudoir, all that jazz. Um, so this is kind of along the same lines of my, I guess not my complaint, but something I'm noticing is I feel like they're kind of trying to mimic drag, drag race in a little bit mm-hmm. with, but like, but also throwing shade at drag race. Mm-hmm. And that's just my opinion. I could be, you could be like, you're totally wrong, mm-hmm. but I feel like they've had, they're having them lip sync to songs, right? I okay. feel like they're praise. They seem to be more praising the glamour aspects of stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're we're we haven't gotten necessarily to the filth yet. So I mean, maybe we'll get there. Mm-hmm. But uh, and then now they sort of are having these like random scenes where they're having like reading challenges or mm-hmm. you know. And so I feel like they're trying to sort of mimic the formula of Drag Race a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like maybe rearrange it. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. That's just what I got from the yeah re- the challenge because I felt like it was a, it was a, it was basically like you were saying about the fight. It was like a it was like the producer said, "Do a reading challenge." Mm-hmm. To figure out what to you know how to do it, and they picked the person that that was from Drag Race to do it. And her reads were really bad. It seems like they just, like, the girls didn't even know to expect it and weren't prepared for it. Like, they were also, awful reads. They were just the worst reads I've ever seen in my entire life. They were the worst reads. Also, like, what what was the read about breakfast, with Saint, about breakfasts? Okay, so here's what happened. This is what a horrible read it was. Is earlier in the episode, when they were all waiting in the boudoir... There was a huge conversation. They, they showed a clip from the judge, from the um, final judgment from last episode. We didn't yeah. see this, but they aired it on this episode, where Swan tells uh, Saint that she's sick of wear of Saint wearing these particular shoes that she calls biscuits. I don't know what that means. I'm not. Maybe someone in the Discord knows why they call biscuits. But the, oh, these okay. shoes that Saint was wearing were biscuits. She doesn't want to see them anymore, right? And so. Um, Jade was uh, referencing the biscuits, the shoes. See that that was so convoluted that I didn't even get. Mm-hmm. I didn't even get that at all. Like I was so like, what is she? Is she trying to call her fat? Is that racist? Like I was trying to figure out what the hell she was trying to do mm-hmm. with. Uh, okay, all right. So I guess that's. I will say though. You know, for all the shit we give Lazavaleta, she saved that that whole thing. Yeah, well, with her we know, joke. We know why you like that joke. <laughs> I think I might do that with Star one, one time. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I was I saw so what happened was Zavaleta uh, takes over and asks Dali to make a fist, and she goes, "It'll fit." Yeah, and I was like, "Oh, Lori." It's turned on here. And Dali, you know, Dali Terry goes, yeah, it will fit. So I was like, ooh, maybe there's some romance brewing. So I want to go back to the when the when the Boulets issue the challenge. Okay. Okay. Because this is something that's really important, and it makes no sense that this isn't a, a bone of contention among the contestants later. The Boulets make it very clear. To the point that they spell it. 
that this challenge is all about glamour, right? Yes. Like they're like this is about glamour. There are four tenets of Dracula. Glamour is one of them. This is glamour. We want to see G L A M O U R glamour. I mean, they say it in the video. Yes. And I'm saying this now because this will obviously come up later. Where Hosa was like, I thought this was glamour. There's no universe. Oh, where Hosa thought that was glamour. No, we'll get to we'll get to her yeah. argument because I feel like her argument is like. The craziest argument yeah. I've ever heard. And then they're like, "Ugh, how does Sigourney win? All she does is glamour. Which is a valid argument if she won another challenge. But she won the challenge. If this was a that- filth challenge <laughs> and she won, <laughs> yes. I would have been like, yeah, I totally agree. Yes, but she won the challenge that the Boulay said at the beginning was all about glamour. Yeah. And also, like... All of the other, it's not like all the other queens were like, to Hoso's credit, it's not like all, you know, she did try something outside the box, right? All the other queens tried glamour. Yeah. And they didn't do well. So them saying, oh, we're sick and tired of your glamour. I mean, it's just like, you did glamour. Yeah. And you didn't, it's not like you tried a new thing and it didn't work out. You Mm -hmm. did glamour. Um, I did track that Drac... Uh, fucked up a joke. It actually wasn't a bad joke. Where she goes, the winner will win, you know, like a this and a that and a ba ba da ba ba da ba da ba ya da ba da ba. You know, you win everything at the end of the rainbow. And she fucked up because I think the way she was supposed to deliver it, and hopefully I do it correctly, was she's like, you win everything, the pot at the end of the rainbow, and whoever loses will die. Okay, you know, like that kind of thing. Yeah. But she kind of fucked it up, and she was like, and whoever loses will die. Pause for ha- pause for laughter, you know, and so that was on everything else in my notes we just mentioned. So uh, we are good to go. Uh, yeah. It's elimination day, and the monsters are putting on the finishing touches on their looks. Betty pulls La Zavaleta to the side for a chat about her ongoing feud with Jay Jolie. Meanwhile, Dali listens as Jay talks. About her feud with Betty, do you want to talk about this? I should have lumped it in with the other discussion here. Do you want to talk about this moment? I it was just so it was so contrived. It was so contrived. It was just like, you know, why are we talking about this even more? And also, again, oh well, okay, this is a good point. This is the point where Betty tells uh, La Zavaleta, you know, everything that she's saying about me is true. So then my thought was, well, then why are you upset with her? She goes, she says I'm a drunk. Maybe I am. Yeah. And you're like, okay, I am a drunk. And then she goes, she says I'm a fucking cunt or something like that, right? A bitch. A bitch. I am a bitch. You're like, okay, so then what is, what's the problem here exactly? You're right. And then I like like her too. She also goes, she goes, I'm loyal to a fault. But I'll go for the jugular if you come for me. I'm like, well, then you're not real. The fault would be if you were loyal to a fault, that fault would be that if even when a person hurts you, you let them hurt you. That would be the fault. Yeah, that would be the fault. So you'd be too loyal. Yeah, you'd be too loyal, even to the part where they're hurting you and you're like, oh, my God, I can't, you know. But if you go like, I'm loyal to a fault, but I will come for you and I will slice you across the throat or whatever she says. I'm like, well, then. Maybe when she thinks of fault, she means like the fault line. And so she's like <laughs> yeah. thinking of like, when it cracks, I'm gone. Yeah. Like, I don't. Yeah, um, no, that was. And then uh, Dolly and uh, 
Jade, I felt like, was so contrived. I felt like they were just like, Dolly, will you just talk to Jade? Will Same thing with Zava. You can tell Zava, like, yeah. ugh, I'm trying to do my makeup and now I gotta go do this. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, you know, I just thought it was crazy. That was crazy. Um, but I also, but dude, now, not I'm not defending Jade at all, right? No. Um, Jade is like, I don't like being in the middle of all this. I'm like, well, you can stop this at any time. I will say, yeah. So, okay. We have been talking a little bit of shit about Betty, right? Yeah. But I will say that there have been, there were times in that episode where you could clearly see, see, she was trying to go, I'm going to bury the hatchet. We're going to move forward. And then Jade says some kind of like passive aggressive bullshit. Yes. And it's like, okay, bitch. So you want to start this? Yes. She completely does. This is 100% driven by Jade realizing that she's getting lost in the story and she needs to change that. So she goes back to her old season five ways all right laurie let's talk about the floor show here on the main stage the queens show off their ghost ship glamour and perform to wicked love by the boulet brothers did you have any thoughts on the looks and the song and all that jazz um you know i will say this i personally thought that saint should have won Okay. I like Saint's outfit the best. Mm-hmm. I do honestly think that we've seen that same silhouette from Sigourney, but I mean, it was a glamour challenge and mm-hmm. she did do glamour, so you can't fault her for that. Okay. Um, I just felt like Saint, I, to, in my opinion, I felt like Saint really brought it and had a really great silhouette and the look was just amazing. Um, but I mean, you know, that's just my opinion. Um, I, I love the song. I just don't know if it was like a fun lip sync song. Yeah. You know, like mm-hmm. they kept saying the, the judging, when we get to the judging, they kept saying kind of like riding the, the line of like, oh, you should have been more energy or you should have been less energy. And it's like, I mean, I feel like there was like, no, there wasn't any energy in the song. Mm-hmm. So it's hard to really, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know. But I, I did like the song. The song's okay. People are living for the song. I think it's fine. It's I, actually, I, I like it. I feel like it's a low expectations thing where like I don't know, I, I I told you I, I don't I don't hate the song. If it's on, I'm not gonna be mad at it, but I don't think it's the greatest song ever. Well and, yeah, but I mean that's you like you just said it was RuPaul the greatest song, song ever. No, I didn't. That's like a RuPaul like RuPaul songs aren't the greatest songs ever, but you know. Yeah. Um okay, so let's 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 just from memory Let's go down the line. So, like, I'm of a different opinion. Um, I'm fine with Sigourney Wee winning. I see how she, like, matched the challenge and it, that works in this case. I would have been more fine with Dolly winning, but I get what you're saying. Do- am I? Okay, so my top my top is uh, Saint, Dolly, Sigourney. Those are my mm-hmm. top three in mm-hmm. order Yeah. of who I think should win. And then okay. I think after that, it's um, La Zabaleta. Okay. Um. Uh. Gosh, now I'm blanking. Jade, Bitter Betty. Oh, really? And then Hoso. I'm gonna tell. Okay, I think we're we're close. I thought Jade's outfit was horrible. I thought she should have been in the bottom. Well, see, I would I would normally agree with you, but at least she kind of you could see that she was attempting to do the challenge. I didn't feel like. I felt like Bitter Betty was too, her, her color chromatic thing was just, I didn't really like it. 
And I felt like Hoso was just not even in the, she wasn't even in the, in the country, in the ballpark, in the challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, she right. was on a spaceship and looking at the challenge from Earth. <laughs> like, that's how far she was from Who? the challenge. Hoso. Oh, Hoso. I, I was blown away that she thought that she should have been in the top or went oh. one. And how was, we'll get it, we'll get know. to Hoso's like shit stirring. I don't want to shit stir thing mm-hmm. that it's like okay, yeah. Um, but Hoso's outfit was horrible. Hoso's outfit was the worst of the night. Hoso's outfit will, was next level awful. I will agree with the with Hodor that I felt like her her performance saved her. Okay, I'll she, give you that. She she I think she rocked it. Mm-hmm. And I will say again, I think another th- reason why I put Bitter Betty second to last is because she was just very like, she got a microphone stand. She's mm-hmm. lip syncing and she has a yeah. microphone stand. Like, that's ridiculous to me. I'm going to the looks and I'm going to look at the ones who are there. That way, more to see who was in it. And I go, okay. Okay. So, Saint, you love, I think Saint is good, deserved to be in the top. I just, she's just not the winner for me. Oh, Hoso see, I love next. this outfit. From left to right, Hoso's next. It's it's literally awful. It's that's the thing that's even crazy is she was defending it like this was the strongest look ever, and I'm like, oh my god, this is awful. But she wasn't even defending it though. That's what I was saying. That's my argument. Her argument was, I can give you an argument for why it's the best, mm-hmm. but then she never did. So her argument was just like, you should believe me that this is, this is glamour. No, it's And awful. it's like, no, it's not glamour. It's awful. It's not and glamour. even, even, even when they go like, can you explain what, what, how this is glamour? She's like, this is the most glamorous I've ever felt. Yeah. In the challenge, in these challenges. And they're like, well, it's not the literal definition of glamour. And she just goes, Ugh. like, yeah. and I was like, it's not, it's not glamour. In no yeah. way, and any, and and she kept saying, "I feel confident in my argument that it's glamour." What argument? I don't that know. you're saying it's glamour? Yeah. Um, Sigourney Beaver. You know, now that I look at it in this thing, I can see like they're like, "What?" Because it is. I, I'll say this. I mean, it fits the challenge and it looks good, it but it is basic. Yes. It really is. She just took a gown and put those those, uh, I don't know what you call them, those those things hanging from her arms. But it fits the challenge. I'm still, I'm looking at J.J. Lee. She looks horrible. It looks like an awful mess. It's almost as bad well, as Hoso. I her, like, in the bottom. I mean, I she's not, and I, I mean, you can make an argument for her going home. I'm not saying she's a winner uh-huh. by any of the stretch of the imagination. I just think that she's, I think Bitter Betty is in the bottom because of her look and performance. I think Jade is in the bot would be in the bottom for me because of her look. And I think that Hoso is in the bottom because her outfit is so terrible. Mm-hmm. But her performance is good, but her outfit is just awful. So here's the deal. I would put Hoso, Jade, and Zavaleta. Zavaleta's outfit is so boring and so not anything like lazy almost that I uh would bitter Betty, you can see there's an attempt. I think they just wanted Bitter Betty to go home. Yeah. And I will have evidence for that. Well, I think La Zavaleta, in my opinion, I think it's glamorous. So I think it fits the challenge. But Mm -hmm. I think it's like it was just a very boring glamour. You know, that's why I put her up in the top because she does fit the challenge. But Mm -hmm. it's just it's just a boring glamour. So. 
that guy who called in about us doing the looks, I'm sure he's super happy today. <laughs> All right, on the main stage, Jade chooses to use the key of life and death to put Bitter Betty up for extermination. Saint, Dali, and Sigourney are in the top, with Sigourney taking home the prize. That means Hoso, La Zavaleta, and Bitter Betty will be up for extermination. In the cauldron, Saint complains about not snatching the title and comes for Sigourney. Hoso gripes about her critique and comes for Sigourney. Betty fights with Jade. La Zavaleta fights with Jade. Meanwhile, Sigourney wonders aloud why every time someone gets upset, they come for her. Okay, Lori, the cauldron. This is the mo- This is the scene. This is everything that everyone online is talking about. It's the cauldron. That's what they call their untucked on the show. Uh, I just learned this five episodes in. Um, your thoughts on everything that happened in this week's cauldron? Yeah, it was okay. Um... Do you think that the guy who likes to listen to us talk about the looks, do you think that he, like, masturbates to it? Do you think that's why he really wants us to do the looks? I don't, yeah. That's a, what, what other reason would there be? Um, You know, to be honest with you, I just felt, I felt like it was like, again, I felt like it was kind of contrived. Okay, well, let's take it beat by beat, because there are three main, three or four main acts here, okay? Yes, Let's start with the least important one. When we go into the cauldron, Saint is moaning and groaning that he didn't win. Okay? That yes. He felt he should have won and then comes for Sigourney <laughs> and tells her that he should have won, not her. What are your thoughts on this moment? Well, I will say this. I don't quite understand why Sigourney gets upset. I mean, in the moment... I guess I can't, I can't say because I wasn't there in the moment. If a bunch of people are coming for you, then I guess I could see myself getting upset. But at the end of the day, I don't know why anyone hasn't said, why no one said, or why not no one, but why Sigourney didn't say, the judges voted for me to win. Why the fuck do you, why, do, why the fuck should I care what you think? I have a, a version of that in my notes right here. You're right. So the version I have in my notes is what's really strange in every episode, especially when it comes to Sigourney, they mansplain to Sigourney what the Boulets want to fight with her about the a decision the Boulets made. And this is a perfect example because she won. And they'll be like, you're not what the Boulets want. The Boulets want filth, horror, you know, and glamour. And you, you just brought glamour. That's not what they want. And you're like, she just won the motherfucking challenge that the boulets decide. Yeah. And they act like there's two different sets of boulets. Like there's like the boulets that they like and then the boulets that make these decisions they don't agree with. It's very, yeah. very strange. Yeah. If if they went vote for them to win, then the boulets made the right decision. Yeah. If they vote for Sigourney to win, then they made the wrong decision. Yeah, I, yeah I don't I don't get and I also I also love how all the all of them were like I'm not going to say anything to be mean, but your outfit was trash and you, you shouldn't have won and it sucked and it was unimaginative and I hated it and you should kill yourself. But I don't want to start anything and I don't want you to yes. feel bad, yes. but you're a trash person and yeah. I hope you get murdered yeah. after the show. I fully support you being here. It's very important that you're here, but you are tacky and I hate you. Yeah. You know? You uh, represent everything that's good about this show, but also bad, and I hate you, and I wish you would leave. Yes, but I fully support you being here. But I feel, And I'm so sorry that you feel so threatened, and I'm so sorry that you, I hate you, but if you win another challenge, I'm going to cut your tits off. Yeah. Oh, I'm so glad you're here. This is exactly what drag is about. If you ever fucking win another challenge, I will push you off a cliff. 
you yeah. motherfucking cunt. But I love but, you. And, but yeah, so that, and I will say that Hosa did have a good point, which is like, uh, you know, Saint is upset that Saint's in the top and upset that she didn't win. Mm-hmm. But then you have people who are losing, who are in the bottom, you know, and it's like, okay, maybe keep it to yourself. Yeah. No, you no, know? no, you're right. Well, yeah, but now, of course, because Hosa's in the bottom. But can I art? Can I? Can we talk about? I don't know if we need to talk about. Can we talk about the whole confusion with the key? Because that really drove me crazy. Sure, go ahead. Okay. So they say if you find the key, mm-hmm. you are, whoever finds the key can either vote to save themselves mm-hmm. or to put somebody up from elimination. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. The Jade finds the key. The episode, everybody's like, "Oh, will she? Won't she?" She, they, she thinks she says that she probably will not. Will just end up saving herself, mm-hmm. right? She gets to the end. She goes, "You know what? I've thought about it, and I'm going to put Bitter Betty up for elimination." Okay, because I feel like she's sort of been plateauing, or you know, throughout this entire season. Mm-hmm. They call. They go, "Okay, so you've taken your yourself off the table to be saved." Yeah, they, you've taken Jade has taken herself off the ba- table to be saved. She is safe, though. They okay. make her safe, yeah. right? Sure. So they they decide mm-hmm. amongst themselves, yeah, as Dragmorta and Swanthula to make Jade safe. Right? Yeah. They could have put her in the bottom, yeah, or they could have they could have put her in the top. They made her safe. Mm-hmm. The rest of the competition. They say that that the reason why she's safe is because she has the key. I don't remember this part. Where is this? Where she, did she say that? Yeah, La Zavaleta, and then Bitter Betty oh, also really? says that the reason why the Bitter Betty says it, and then they also say that the reason why she's in the bot, uh, Bitter Betty's in the bottom. The only reason why Bitter Betty's in the bottom is because of uh, Jade, mm-hmm. which is not true. She was one of the ones who yeah. was in the bottom. She was going to be in the bottom anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, which I get, I get that part because that's hindsight's twenty twenty. You know, mm-hmm. looking back on it, you'll see what the judges say. Mm-hmm. But I mean, the entire it's like all of them are like, oh well, the only reason why Jade's safe is because she has a key. No, she took herself away from being saved. Yeah, she get she oh she chose to have Bitter Betty in the bottom. Mm-hmm. The judges chose for her to be safe. Yeah. So that's my frustration with it. Thank you. Thank you for clarifying that. I just, I'm angry. I'm angry that that, ha- that that kept being an argument. Let's go back to the cauldron. Let's talk about Hoso. Then after St. Grant, Hoso is really upset. She starts cursing in Korean and she just can't believe it. And she's freaking out and having to melt down. What was she doing with her nose? She kept pushing her nose in. I was like, is she, oh, really? does she have a deviated septum? What's going on with her know. nose? Uh, but I still don't know if she's like, I look glamorous. I know we've covered it. How does she think she looked glamorous? And then also, I think we've covered everything is, um, she, th- she thinks she shouldn't be in the bottom, but she's wrong. She should a hundred percent be in the bottom. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. And then she's a, ta- she does that thing you're talking about, which is very kind of pussy, which is, I mean, say what you will about the other Queens. They'd say like, no, Sigourney, you should be, you're a fucking bitch and you shouldn't win. Right. She's like vomits all her negativity on Sigourney and she's like, oh no, I shouldn't have said that. I'm sorry. Yeah. And I'm like, oh. I don't want to be, I don't want to, I don't want to start the, I don't want to start start a shit storm for you, but I hate you and everything you're about. And it's like, oh, great. But also like her, ar- so her argument, again, her argument for why she's, it's glamour is that she has a good argument for why it's glamour. Mm-hmm. 
That's her argument for why it's glamour. It's not that not, there's no reason other than she she has a good argument for why it's glamour. Mm-hmm. No, she doesn't have a good argument for why it's glamour. Yeah, that's uh, what I'm saying. Is that there's no there's no absolutely no uh, basis for why it's glamour. So then, now let's move on to the the ever the moment everyone's talking about is Jade Jolie and Z- La Zavaleta get into it, right? And it is a very silly argument, right? I don't even understand how La Zavaleta is involved or what the argument is. Maybe you know more, well, Lori. Go has ahead, to jump push in. herself into everything. Yeah, and I think she just got sick and tired of Jade. You know, because Jade is just like constantly like peppering betty mm-hmm. with stuff and i think jay just got and then and then i think it just devolved into like like the mm-hmm. yeah. um well i yeah I, but yeah i think she i but i think lots of other saw that they were getting a bunch of screen time and she was like how do i insert myself into this um, because yeah. one of the arguments let's have that makes which is silly is she goes jay jolie says to bitter betty some awful thing that just like bitter you're right bitter betty's just sitting there jay jolie comes for her for no reason and then yeah um is like oh that's so jay why don't you say it to her face i'm like she literally said it to her face they're like within three feet of each other (laughs) and like she's addressing (laughs) betty she's like yeah you are a horrible person i hate you i'm glad you're up for elimination Ah, ha 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 right and then is like oh that's typical jade not saying it to someone's face i'm like she literally said to the woman's face yeah, there's no way she could have not said it to her face. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was a very silly, it was entertaining to watch. I don't really quite understand everything that was going on and why one of them didn't stop and fin- finish it, but whatever. All right. Uh, have you said everything you have to say about that cauldron fight? Again, they're, they're making a big deal about it online and it's fine, but like, it's not the greatest fight I've ever seen. To be honest with you, I thought the fight last episode was better. Yeah, I don't um, you. Uh, you know, I just feel like it's like I think we're seeing that this is like a lot of uh big big eyed big headed people in a room. Mm-hmm. So it's tough, you know. Mm-hmm. Um for them to sort of acquiesce to the fact that, you know, there people some good people are going to go home for some small shit mm-hmm. at this point. Um, I mean, we still have to get rid of Jade. Yeah. But, um, you know, after that, I mean, you know, I think Hoso's going to be next. Oh, you and do? And then going to be, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, interesting. And then I think it's just going to be down to some really creative people. And then it's just about, it, and then it becomes basically what Dragula claims it's not, which is just like, you know, they're they're just going to be judging like little tidbits of things. I think it's going to be Saint Hoso and Dali in the finals. Really? Mm -hmm. I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be, well, if we're only picking the top three, Mm -hmm. I think it's going to be Dali, La Zavaleta and Sigourney Beaver. Oh, I didn't even think about the Sigourney Beaver aspect. Fuck. It's crazy. Um, all right, let's, uh, let's move on. During the extermination challenge, the monsters take photos while being pounded by the ocean waves. I mean, there's not, do you have anything really to say about those photos? So I was really upset by this because yeah. I thought, mm-hmm. I don't know why I thought this. Yeah. From the description that I felt they gave. Yeah. <laughs> this is what I thought was going to happen. I think, I think a lot of people thought what you were thinking as well, but go ahead. 
I thought they were going to submerge them yes. underwater yes. and take their photos. Yes, that's the, that's the impression a lot of people had. And I thought, oh, that'll be an interesting photo. Mm-hmm. Um, then we get to this like nighttime beach scene mm-hmm. where they're just taking pictures by rocks. Which, FYI, they did as a finale challenge in, in season, season one, one yeah. and they're now making it an extermination challenge. Yeah. I just, I was like, it just to me felt like, okay, I, here's what it, th- it felt like to me. It felt like they 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 were saying, we're, we're going to submerge these people in in the ocean and take pictures. And then production was like, there's no way we can get clearance for that. And they're like, all right. We're going to take them to the rocks. Wouldn't and we're that be clear beforehand? But I do agree there probably some technical difficulty that happened that night. I don't know what it was. It was sort of crazy. It uh, just seemed like they, I was sold a bill of goods. Because yeah. what I thought was going to happen was really cool. And then what ended up happening was just kind of lame and yeah. sad. Yeah. Like your life. <laughs> Any other thoughts on that extermination challenge? Um... You know, I feel like it's uh, it's yours and Aiden's sex life, non-existent. Um, <laughs> oh, not after Palm Springs, my friend. Oh, huh. uh, not after Palm Springs. Wait, are you saying that you and a long-distance relationship have officially had more sex than I have? True. The past in the week, last yeah. month. Mm-hmm. Jeez. Wow. Lots of lots of sex, semen. You know, a lot of things going around about this sex. So much sex. Which is so funny because he FaceTimed me today and I was like, I really, because he goes, no, I think you're sexy and beautiful. I'm like, come on. Right. So like, I mean, I'm glad that he thinks so and that's beautiful and wonderful, but I'm like, he is legitimately sexy. I'm like, how did I fucking get like a TikTok twink as a boyfriend? Yeah. I don't understand it. I don't know. All right. Well, later that night, Bitter Betty. You spoken to a conch cell. (laughs) I can can never go back. Later that night, Bitter Betty's been left behind on the beach after the photo shoot. She finds the magical shell and holds it up to her ear. Betty lies on the beach as the boulets emerge from the ocean and drag Bitter Betty underneath the waves. Lori, Roggenkamp, any final thoughts on the episode? Have you gotten all your notes out? Yeah. I mean, I just thought that... um... Again, I'd like to point out that yeah. uh, Jade wasn't safe because she got the key. Yeah, good point. She she was not safe because of that. I realized I actually have a bunch of notes I didn't say. They all had to do from the judges panel. I just for some reason skipped over that. Why did Hodor tell them that he used to be like? Oh, by the way, I could I could totally draw judge you as a drag queen because I used to be back in the day when I first saw that job that was a drag monster with the numbers as a drag monster. And I was like, first of all, wait, who you, who did you? you just play a recording of the? Yeah, I, I, I oh. pulled clips. Uh huh. You pulled clips. Oh yeah. wow. Mm-hmm. And it's I, so weird because your lips were moving, but I felt I like, like I was hearing. Yeah, I like to lip sync to the clips. Oh okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, what was the point of that? I think it was sort of. <laughs> I think at some point. Somebody might have said, maybe explain why you are into drag and why you, like, Americans don't really know you besides Hodor. So maybe explain why you're into drag. But to me, it would be as if you were, if we were in a podcasting competition and, um, 
like uh, Hell in a Handbag was like, uh, hey, I, uh, I, I, I did you know one season of a podcast or whatever. Let me tell you, I so I have a right to judge your podcast. I'm like, well, you haven't even done season four, you know. Oh, I see what you're saying. Like, how, um, like they were very like, oh, how cute. Like, bitch, we're actually doing the work right now. You're holding. Yeah, that is true. Well, that would, I mean, honestly, that would be like us going and doing a comedy competition and and telling like, you know, uh, Craig, Greg Proops. Yeah. And, uh, uh, you know, Dave Chappelle, like, I feel yeah. like you, I feel and like you need to make more connections. What other comics girlfriend. can you name? Colin Quinn. <laughs> yeah, Colin Quinn. Uh-huh. Jerry Seinfeld. Jerry Seinfeld. You, a lot of them are from like the late 90s, early 2000s. Uh-huh. Well, that's my time. That's when I grew up. Yeah. So that's. Uh, John Panette. Yeah. R.I.P. R.I.P. Uh, Which a lot of people say I'm the I'm the female. <laughs> they no, call yeah. me people Janita. The, the, people tell me, I, I don't know if they make sense. I'm the, I'm the uh, I, which is weird. They tell me I'm the male Greg Geraldo, which I don't know what that means. Oh, I thought you were going to say they called you the fat John Panette. <laughs> 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 they did that was actually how that was my name at the uh, OC's Funniest was the fat, was the fat John Panette <laughs> oh man um, I'm known I'm known as the fat Chris Farley oh, all right. so that's fine yeah, yeah. Um, alright uh, okay so Drac at one point critiques Betty for the pearls not tearing goes, I've said it once before make sure your gags work but I'm like, how would she have checked? Did the pearls would have been all over the place? How would she like? She'd be like, oh well, they worked. Yeah, there's some things you can't really check. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I think they just wanted a reason to boot her. And then the other one is, I noticed that when I watched took the notes, is you know when they're by themselves. Yeah, they're going through the queens, and Swan says to Drac, when they get to Bitter Betty, she goes, she was her look was flawless, right? And then on the thing, she's like, okay, listen, you didn't have any makeup under your arm out of this thing. She goes through every single one. She goes, a lot of flaws. And she goes, and we're expecting flawless. I'm like, you just said she was flawless. Make up your mind, Boulez. Maybe. Oh, can we talk about the headdress? Yes. I totally forgot about the headdress that they had on. I honestly was going to put that as the thing that I didn't like, but then they called it out. And I was like, I mean, they looked... They look like a little kid, you know, when a little kid puts on, like, their dad's coat mm-hmm. or something? Mm-hmm. That's what they look like. They look like they were putting on their dad's headdress. <laughs> yeah, it looked, it looked very, very silly. All right, have, you, got all, have you gotten all your thoughts out? Uh, well, I will say, I have a question for you. So, was that your point as to why you think uh, they wanted Bitter Betty out? Or did you have other points? No, 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 no. It- I think that they always wanted Bitter Betty out. They were trying to find reasons to justify in the edit. Why they were putting her in up for extermination? Oh, I don't think I her look. You see, that's sort of the problem with when you have these strictly look based challenges. It makes them hard for them to justify. I think this is why Drag Race likes acting challenges because they can cut and, and talent challenges because they can cut those any way they want to make the person look why they should go away. Right. Famously, well, yeah. that I bring up all the time is Mrs. Kasha Davis was doing fine in the competition in season seven. They needed to get rid of her, right? Because they didn't want her anymore. So they booted her because uh, on the S- on the Destiny Award, she said, "Welcome, welcome." Yeah. Right. 
Uh, so on, the, um, but when you have a strictly look based challenge, uh, they have to find reasons. It's harder to find those reasons. So with Betty, it was that she didn't that they didn't even say she didn't know the words, but that she, she hid behind the microphone. But J. Joe Lee did the same thing. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So, um, and J. Joe Lee to me, it was more egregious. You could see that she was really hiding behind the microphone. Yeah. They, and they cut to her first. Yeah. They had her the first person to lip sync. And I thought, well, why would you, why would you have the person who seems to be struggling the hardest? Yeah. 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 So, yeah. so I think that they were just trying to find justified reasons in the edit. Like, this is why we got rid of Better Betty. But I think they just wanted her gone. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this week's episode of Hello Uglies. This episode was produced by Zach Birch. Be sure to join us next week and every week as we continue to discuss, dissect, and deconstruct each brand new episode of Dracula Season 4. So, for Lowry Roggenkamp and myself. Goodbye, Uglies. Thank you for listening to Hello Uglies. Have something to say? Email us at hellouglies at afterthought.media. You can also leave us a voicemail at speakpipe.com slash afterthoughtmedia. For more LGBTQ content, support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash afterthoughtmedia. Lori has another podcast. It's called Bloody Podcast, and you can find it wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow Lori Roggenkamp on Instagram at Lori U Liar. That's L A U R I, the letter U L I A R. Follow Joe Batanz on Instagram and Twitter at Joe Batanz. That's J O E B E T A N C E. Hello, Uglies is an afterthought media podcast.